This is the Pick It Up Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. Matt and Hannah here for episode 36 of the Pick It Up Podcast. We're going to cover a couple different topics, so we don't really have a name. Triple threat. No, see, I, didn't, I knew you were going to say <laughs> that too. I knew if I left it up to you, that's what you would have called it. Because it's three topics. We're not calling it that though. Or grab bag. That's I, what you have up there. It's just because I needed a space filler. That is what's on the board, but we also don't need to call it that. A little bit of everything. Yeah, but we'll get to it. Um, quick announcement, just in case you haven't seen yet on Push Press, we do not have evening classes on Thursday because all of us as in the coaches will be at Jesse and Aaron's wedding. So we just have our morning classes. Thank you for understanding. And as always, we'll put the caveat out there that if those classes fill up, bunch of wait lists, we'll make adjustments to get as many of you guys a workout as possible that day. Thank you very much for understanding. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> uh, he's making this hand gesture like I need to like speed up anyway. <laughs> You're the one that tells me to speed up. <laughs> so there's been new people. I got to actually work out with two of the new people this week. So that was exciting. Erin and Charity. Charity's very first workout I was there for. And she chose the wall ball one, which is Trident. very brave. Trident, is that what it's called? I believe, yeah, I believe that's a benchmark that they that we did, but I did not do several months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, four minutes of wall balls, four minutes of rowing, four minutes of wall balls. It Basically was, Karen with rowing. Yeah, yeah, stop and row in the middle of Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as sore as I thought I would be because I did that one too. I'm very sore. <laughs> Are you as sore as you thought you would be? No, I thought I'd be more sore, yeah. Do you remember the first time we ever did Karen? Yes. You do? Wait, at Pick It Up? Old, yeah. old Pick It Up? Yeah. Yeah, I've never done it anywhere else. I'm not randomly showing up and asking you. Well, Karen I meant we could have done places. it at 24-Hour Fitness. But I remember Craig being there. Was he? Yeah, at least for when I was doing it, and I was miserable, and he was just kind of laughing and cheering me on. That sounds familiar. <laughs> I just remember living on the third floor and not wanting to walk the dog because I was so, so sore. Like, stepping off of the curb mm-hmm. was painful a lot of squats and they're explosive because you're throwing the ball ball up well they're not all explosive especially <laughs> the last like 25 but yeah we should do karen we haven't done karen in a long time you should do karen you i don't think it's a wee thing you is that your least favorite workout i don't enjoy wall balls like i think i have a crook in my neck is it crick or crook not a crook <laughs> <laughs> anyways my neck hurts from wall balls always though no Always because so, I got smacked in the face so hard. So now I keep my head up and I my arms up and I'm not going to let it smack me in the face again. So so you took your eye off the wall ball that time you got hit in the face? That's what no, you just made it sound like. like no, I'm going to hit... keep an eye on this ball from here on out. Um, no, it hit the wooden thing on the oh, yeah. cleaner's wall and it just oof, hurt. But even before that, you've always, I feel like it's been on the top of your list of things that you'd rather, that things you, you know honestly why? might avoid. Do you know why? No, I because don't Because you're really good at them, and you beat me at them, so they're not my favorite I exercise. didn't beat you at yesterday's. Well, I think it helped that I knew your number, so I made sure I went faster if I needed to. Listen, there are not many things that I could beat you at. So now that I know wall balls are one of them, because I really- It was always wall balls and thrusters. That movement. Double unders until you got double unders, and then double unders again once you had children. Yeah, because now I don't do them anymore. <laughs> so those are back at the top of my list. All right. All right, we're just diving into it. Can we can we dive? In? Sure. Yep. So the very first thing we're going to talk about, I, it doesn't happen too often with us at Pick It Up, but every now and then. Are you guilty of this? I've been trying to think. I don't 
think I am? Mm-hmm. Do you think I am? No. I think you are. Not anymore. Ah, so you have in the past. Well, I would do it to try to keep up with like Aaron DeCarlos and, you know, some of those people but that are super strong and fast. I know that, but if they were heavy, I was like, oh, I can do this, but couldn't do it. So I've learned my lesson. I've now, now do things even correctly. We still have what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the concept or the idea of going RX plus. Mm-hmm. So going... everybody knows there's prescribed and then there's scaled. So, hey, let's change this movement to make it a little less or a little more doable for you at your current fitness level. Mm-hmm. And then there's a subset of individuals. I chose my words very carefully there. Mm-hmm. And I and I was proud of myself, but I'm blowing it now that I'm saying that. Um, that try and go above and beyond the workout. And what happens? No oh, good. like another benchmark this week, actually. You might fly a little too close to the sun. What? Right? Isn't that Icarus? <laughs> I have no idea. Doesn't Icarus fly a little too close to the sun and like feathers burn? Oh, I have really? no idea. You said to I thought you said to infinity and beyond. So now I'm just picturing Buzz Lightyear, above and beyond. About. Anyway, I think it has a lot to, when you RX plus. So you what think is about, RX plus? So it's going like if the weight is 95, 65 prescribed, you may be going you know 115 for guys and 85 for women. So you're going a little bit heavier um, than what is prescribed. So I mean. And to the naked eye or the new person, they might think they're making the workout more difficult. Right. I think we would both argue you're making it easier. You are. Because you may be avoiding... The whole point of the workout. The whole point of the workout, yeah. And it's a cop-out. At some point, for some people. Not for everybody. Just like nothing... None of us, you know, we're never speaking... Right, maybe it's a workout with running. You know you're not great at running, but you could definitely do the strength. So you go a little bit heavier, so you have an excuse that, oh, I went a little bit slower on the run because I went heavier, something like that. Instead of just staying in those boundaries. Yes, you're only really cheating yourself and not staying within or adhering to the stimulus of the workout. Yeah, the whole point of the workout. Like, hey, we're trying to get this done in this amount of time, this many sets, just like we covered in the videos and in class. Wait, so do you have an example in your mind of when you might have gone? rx plus over the years i mean i'm sure i was guilty of it at some point too i just don't have that example i honestly think it's probably something with deadlifts that you went and deadlifted heavier maybe so i you can't did. think so of anything specific you you trying to avoid i don't think it was anything i was trying to avoid it was i was literally just trying to keep up with the people i admired and and wanted to keep up with <laughs> how would that make you keep up with them if you're going heavier because they were going heavier i was just oh, you know gotcha gotcha yeah um, yeah, I mean, I think more often than not, somebody does RX plus in a movement mm-hmm. to avoid the other movement or movements or have less time. Um, that'd be like, if people can think of filthy 50, I think that's a great example because there's an empty barbell in there. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some changes in filthy 50. The prescription is actually more geared towards the common female prescription. Like I could be wrong about the box jumps, but the box jumps might be 20 inches for everybody or no, that one stays the same 24 and 20, but the kettlebell is 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. So guys could easily, well, I always swing a 53. Well, you have a thousand reps to do today. Let's, there's a reason it's the 35. And if they swing that 53, it slows down everything else. And then they don't finish their burpees, which is like movement nine or 10 or their double unders. 
you know. Right, and that's something to keep in mind. So if you're even thinking about going RX plus, like think about like, can I do this workout unbroken and with all out intensity or, you know, with the, you know, the stimulus required. And if you can't, then don't go RX plus. And I mean, a lot of the workouts are designed to not go unbroken. To not go unbroken. Mm -hmm. Like here's, do this in a couple sets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you basically just need to work harder and in your workouts. You don't need harder workouts. You need to work harder in your workouts. Yeah. And, and I think we've said that in so many different ways before, but it always reminds me, I don't know who said it, if it was an athlete, a CrossFit Games athlete or Glassman himself said something to the effect of don't be impressed with volume, be impressed with intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, so not exactly the same thing, but, you know, just like for those people that think that they need to do more later on in the day. If you really think that, you probably could do a little more within that first hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to be honest, you're not going to the games if you're currently working a nine to five job and you know, have a family and things like that. And if you're above the age of 18, I feel like nowadays, <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's kids going and then just going to the next levels. So in closing on our first topic, yes, knock it off. <laughs> you don't have anything? No, that's all I got. That oh, was okay. a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to move on to the next topic. Which is all Hannah. Well, it's just something I'm passionate about. And I've been reading three books um, that are very similar and kind of talk Whoa, about this. Whoa, slow down. Did you finish the book for the book club? Ah, maybe stop reading so many books. <laughs> I know. I As have... you're volunteering me to make food for people when they come over to I'm not to volunteering things. you to lead the discussion. I am almost done with the book. And I bought like some like summary questions to go with it. So I'm totally prepared you, once I finish. Cheating. I'm not cheating. Notes. Say it. Nope. I... <laughs> I like how you avoided saying cliff notes or whatever they might be called now. It's called a summary, but I am going to finish the book and I'm going to use this just to make sure we have some great discussion going on. Anyway, let's move on. on. (laughs) You're reading three books right now. Are they all about nutrition? Yeah, those three are at least. Um, So what we're talking about today is how we should be eating like our ancestors. That's what we're talking about. So take it away. Basically, that's my title of it. For those that are listening, what mm-hmm. which book are you reading that brought you to this conclusion? Is it, is it Eat Like Your Ancestors? Sorry. No, it's not oh, what it's called. <laughs> now I have to double check. It's called Deep Nutrition, Why Your Genes Need Traditional Food. And another book called Nutrient Power, Heal Your Biochemistry and Heal Your Brain. Oh, no, no. I just wanted the book that we're talking about right now. Not all three of them. Oh, well, they all three are around the same thing. But the one I'm you know, pull notes from the most is deep nutrition, deep nutrition. Yep. Why your body needs. What'd you say? What was the rest of it? Why your genes need um, traditional nutrition, (laughs) traditional food. There we go. I was with you. So traditional for me is pizza and hot dogs. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Do you think that people a hundred years ago were eating that? think once they got their wits about them yes (laughs) so tell us more about eating like our ancestors all right well here's some facts first just to get you know thinking some buy-in just to get some buy-in i think (laughs) all right so in 1960 a woman's lifetime risk of developing breast cancer was one in 22 
Now it's one in eight. Um, and the incidence of childhood cancer has increased um, nearly 60%. Cardiovascular disease is still the number one killer of men and women. And more Americans now more, now more than ever are living with seriously impaired mental functioning from you know, like Alzheimer's. And according to the Alzheimer's Foundation, 44% of the population between um, age 70 and 85 carry the diagnosis. Um, I'm sorry, more than, did you said half the population? 44% of the population. That's high. Those are insane numbers. And a lot of it has to do with, yes, outside factors, environment, community, all those things. But a lot of it has to do with nutrition as well. Yeah, that's um, interesting. That is a high percentage. Have you ever known anybody with Alzheimer's? My grandma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically the concept of gene health is, is pretty simple. Genes work fine until they're disrupted, disturbed. How do we disturb them? By eating toxic foods. So things that are like, you know, bad, unhealthy oils. Um, sugar is the biggest one. Um, processed Sugar's the biggest everything. one for pretty much everything correct? Yeah. Um, by just basically by just replenishing your body and eating healthy food, like you can heal your, your genes and can help them function at at its best and help fight disease. So then where do we get into eating like our ancestors? So do they, have you gone far enough to where they're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, if you're from this country, this is going to work best for you or you know well she writes about how there's four pillars of world cuisine so we need to eat these as often as we can and like preferably like daily um so first one meat cooked on the bone and i would love to talk about meat and we could interview wes and talk about meat too because he doesn't eat meat but meat is also not the villain when it comes to food so love to have that discussion um second one is organs um, which we were just talking about. So liver, liver and yeah. stuff like that. Um, have you ever eaten liver? I, no. I don't believe I, don't I think have so. either. But I was telling Hannah the other day that when she mentioned this to me, I said, every time I'm in the grocery store by myself, I almost buy liver because it's right there always. And then I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to be the only one eating it or trying it. Mm-hmm. I feel, I know. That, I would like to try it. Yeah, I don't believe you. I would. I don't um, believe that you like to eat many foods. <laughs> Would you put it in a salad? I think you just eat it. I would just eat it. I feel like you just put everything in salad. (laughs) Um, Well, salad's good. Lucy and Lincoln eat salad, so that's why we eat it a lot. Yeah, they do. Um, So, okay, so first one, meat cooked on the bone. Second one was organs. And offal, offal, O-F-F-A-L. I should have looked that one up. But it's basically like the nasty bits, so... You know, the nasty bits? No, I know that sounds crazy, but like, you know, the liver and the other like organs, just some oh, of that gotcha. weird stuff. And the third one is fresh, raw plant, animal, plant and animal products. The fourth is fermented and sprouted foods. Which we talked about before, fermented yes. food and how we should all eat a spoonful of sauerkraut every morning. <laughs> um, no? I yeah. No, yeah. Us. Sauerkraut is really good. Yeah. You should <laughs> eat it every day. I don't like it and I wish I did. It's so good. <laughs> Um, basically like the power of food can shape your daily life and your future. So, I mean, every bite you take, you know, changes your genes a little bit. So it's, it's powerful. Nutrition is powerful. Well, there's no denying that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have people that work their tails off in the gym and then they're, you know, what's going on? What do I need to do? And nine out of 10 times it's, we need to figure out what you're doing in the other 23 hours. Right. I mean, it's, 
I want I almost I almost want to say it's easy to come work out. It's not easy to eat healthy. You can say it. Okay. Say it. <laughs> it's easy to work out. It's not easy to eat healthy when you're yeah. at home. <laughs> but you know what's what's cool is that no matter what you're predisposed to and like if you have Alzheimer's in your family, if you have all these different things, like um if you eat right, you can reprogram your body, reprogram your genes. So that's And there's amazing. enough research to back that. Absolutely. Like it's going to help you with premature aging, dementia. It's going to, um, dement I say that wrong? Dementia. Dementia. <laughs> you really got the eye in there. I know. And it <laughs> protects you from cancer. Like if you have, if this is not motivation to eat healthy, I don't know what is. That's true. I mean, we have, because you brought it up earlier, we do have a couple breast cancer survivors at the gym. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And because what did you say the number was in 1960? One in 22. And what is it now? One in eight. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then what does that mean? What does that look like for us in our kitchen? I think we do a pretty good job. So I don't, I honestly, for me, raw veggies make me feel awful. So cooked veggies is what we tend to eat as a family and that feels better. We don't eat tons of meat. I don't know. Do we eat meat from the bone often? Smoke my first set of ribs the other day. That's true, they were good. Bone. So we could do that more often. We don't eat raw. So I read recently about raw dairy and um, stuff like that. So that's that might be another fun topic to talk about because dairy is kind of a hit and miss with people. Yeah, that's for sure. Anything else that you want to add to it? I don't think so. You ready to move so on? So now you need to summarize it in one sentence. I don't have a, you know. In closing. Oh, no. And then bam. Punch him in the face. <laughs> I did. The, the food is powerful. And if you don't have, if that's not motivation, then. Oh, you're right. Like, what, right, what other going. motivation do you need? You know? Changes your life. That's all I got. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's plenty. All right. So we're going to move on to the next topic, which I'm also excited about. And I'm excited that you were okay talking about it. I, why? Why wouldn't I? I get that a lot about things. What do people think of me? <laughs> I have no idea. We should ask. <laughs> okay, so this topic is kind of more... Say the topic. We went okay, five okay. minutes about scales and RX Plus before we told them what we were talking about. All right, topic number three, last topic, self-care for men. So this topic is pretty much dominated by like female influencers. It's just like kind of a marketed towards females, right? Self-care. Self-care, yeah. Is marketed towards females, yes. Um, But that unfortunately means probably a lot of men aren't getting their needs met or aren't getting, you know, encouraged to take care of themselves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you don't talk about it. I, I don't know. Yeah. What would you almost have the word? You were about to say the word. Uh, no. Mm. Okay. But over one in three adults in the United States have reported symptoms of an anxiety and depression disorder during the pandemic. And that's adults. That's not just men. That's adults. Yeah. Okay. Um, One in three is insane. That's, a, that's big, yep. Um, I guess I was one of those three, right? I mean, I was that one in three. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, our whole life and business and dream got shut down. <laughs> that's and, a little stressful. And it stressful. was like during the pandemic that I actually went to a counselor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah, stress team tends to, and situations rev up other things. Um. So that's why self-care is so important. Have you have you started a self-care regime? 
I know that's a weird word, but I wanted to say it. <laughs> you could have just put routine. I think. I know routine sounds so much more. Regiment? You know. Do you want regiment? Oh yes, that is what I want to say. <laughs> you need another cup of coffee right I now. I do. Um, I think no, I don't have a clear cut one. I've mentioned it before how I try and do how I'm trying to get better about like nope, I'm taking these 10, 15 minutes to actually read something I want to read and not just mindlessly scroll through social media, which you know because I can definitely go down that trap far too often um but the biggest one and and we've touched upon it before is probably my bedtime routine mm -hmm. and just the steps i've taken to try and ensure that i get a better night's sleep with a couple hours ahead of time putting on the blue light blocking glasses and then trying really to improve sleep hygiene so going to sleep roughly the same time give or take a couple minutes um we all know about my mouth tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, I think, the area that I, you've been, that's where my yeah. self-care comes in the most. What were you going to say? So you've been trying to work out more, which is a huge stress um, relief for, for you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've gone through bouts of neglecting my own workouts far too many times and then sometimes for far too long, um, you know, a couple of weeks without working out which is crazy for some people here when they see me at the gym all day but by the time i'm done with clients if i've been there for seven eight hours i i need food and i mm -hmm. want to and need to see you guys so then okay no i'll work out later but if it's one of those days where i was there for a big chunk and i don't have to go back i'm not going back yeah um so that's always a struggle for me but yeah i've been trying to like clear off a little more time to actually work out. So, I mean, those are the two biggest things that I do is working out and then my bedtime routine. I feel like you also like to do like mow the lawn, clean out the garage. Why'd you smile? <laughs> I don't know. Cause you listen to a podcast. I feel like you, those, it feels good to organize. It feels good to get things done, but you also get some quiet time and space. Yeah. Like, so at the end of the day, I don't mind how much of a mess you guys make in my garage. Oh, excuse yep, me. There it is. That's out there. <laughs> um, because then I do get to double back. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go organize the garage. And I put on music or I listen to a baseball game or something. And Lucy comes and helps 10 seconds at a time. Yep. Can I do this? Yeah, go ahead. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, yeah, neither do I. That's why it's not done yet, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, no, I do enjoy the quiet time that I get in those situations, too. I, there's a couple other things like when we were we knew we were going to talk about this topic that kept coming up when we were looking at things that I've like affirmations uh, there was that came up like everywhere in terms of self-care mm -hmm. that's something I've never done and it claimed to truly rewire our brains for more positivity and several places had like set affirmations Thing, you know, like mantras, whatever you want to call them. And I kept coming across it. Pretty much every place said, for this to truly work, you need to like say the same one in the morning and the evening and 30 consecutive days if you really want to rewire your mind and kind of push the negativity out. I think that's a good challenge. I think we should write down something and then do that for 30 days. I think that would be a very, I think that would be very challenging. It would be very challenging. I have, we have a mantra as a family, well, at least for Lucy and Lincoln, but we should definitely write one for ourselves. Yeah, I don't get to thinking. <laughs> um, so when it comes to self-care, like, 
it's there's like three kind of categories, right? Mental, emotional, and physical. Uh, so we kind of touched on, you know, working out, affirmation for um, mental and emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you think is a good place to start? So if someone's like, I don't even have a plan, I don't know what to do or where to start, like, would you ask them like what they enjoy, what, you know, what energizes them? Like, how would you? Well, I think there it is. You need to figure out what energizes you the most or energizes or refills your own cup the most whatever expression you want to go with mm-hmm. and that's where you have to start and you just need to start with one thing um because if we're being honest i've been trying to hone in on my bedtime routine significantly more over the last let's say 90 days than i have my workout routine mm-hmm. but now that i feel because i've been working out more the last like three weeks i feel i was able to do that and be successful because i had that other thing down so uh, sleep is everything. Um, it's a big, yeah. And it's the foundation. So then, since I would wake up and feel so much better, I would look at my whoop. I would see, oh man, I'm super recovered. I should absolutely work out today. Mm-hmm. Um, start with one thing, one thing. Try and make it a habit um, before you even go for another thing. Yeah, actually, one step at a time. Yeah. And sleep is huge when it comes to mental and emotional health. Um, it plays like your physiology plays a huge role in your emotional health. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Robbins, you know this guy? I feel like everybody <laughs> knows this guy. Uh, so he's quoted saying, if you stand up straight, you'll feel more proud and alert. If you slump over and neglect your body, you're more likely to feel negative. So the next time you find yourself in a bad mood, stand up and breathe deeply. Deeply, that's how you say that. Um, I knew you would get that one on your own. <laughs> I think that's powerful too. So how you hold yourself, how you take care of yourself is going to affect your mental health. And I definitely stand taller and like after I actually get a workout in and no matter what time of day it is, like it's better for me in the morning and then the rest of my day is so much better. I know Mm -hmm. not everybody's schedules allow for that, but I know it's a big difference. I don't know if it was in one of Renee Brown's books, something that I read, they talked about a power stance. So if you're feeling like nervous, maybe it was a TED Talk book, I don't know. But um, if you're feeling nervous or unsure or are you just feeling exhausted, like if you just like have a power, like almost like a superhero stance, like chest up, big, proud, take up space and breathe deeply, like you're going to like reset your body by doing that. Um, I was always like, I was always, I'm still quiet now as an adult. I know, surprise if anybody knows me. Um, but I was like an extreme introvert on the verge of very, very shy as a kid. And I just remember my mom telling me, like, just stand up straight and smile. Like, you're going to look, you know, confident. You'll feel better. And I've taken that through my whole life. Like, I'm a very quiet person. But if I stand up straight and tall, like, I'm not going to shrink into myself. And I think that's huge. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I was into all of your body motions as you were demonstrating your power stance <laughs> and then how you would not sink down. She was very demonstrative over here on this side that you guys can't see. But I think about that with the guys. Guys tend to have good posture sometimes and carry themselves well, but I feel like if they bring that into their mental health, yeah, that would be huge. I'm sure. mm-hmm. um, and just you know, practicing daily self-care. So not even like, okay, once once a week, I'm going to do the things that make me feel good. But every single day is going to help prevent burnout, 
um, helps fight against depression and just positively impacts your whole day, your whole life. You know, the one that I'm, I've wanted to do for so long and I can never do it. And you're probably going to know it as soon as I say it. Any clue? No. <laughs> I want like a real morning routine. Yeah. Like, I want to be awake before you guys get my reading done, get the couple, you know, admin tasks done or whatever it is, like answer the, like, I, and it's so difficult to wake up and, you know, on my own without you guys waking up first. But I think that's next. All right. Everyone's going to hold it, hold you to it. Morning routine. Yeah. So, and so self-care for everybody and men isn't a one size fits all. So we would love to know what you guys do. Yeah, because especially, so we'll share this like we always do, or not always, but like we tend to do in the Pick It Up members group. Go ahead and throw in the comments what you do or if, what you consider your self-care routine. It might help somebody else. And if you want to share your affirmation, we would love to hear that as well. If you are one that does that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. Once again, thank you for listening to the Pick It Up podcast. Please remember that we do these shows for you. So if there is ever anything that you would like us to cover, don't be shy. Just let us know. We will talk to you next week.